and welcome to the 11th Clever Hack Podcast. Today is Thursday, November 23rd. It's Thanksgiving in the United States, so I hope for all of you Americans you had a great Thanksgiving. Currently in Westchester, Pennsylvania, it's 47 degrees, overcast, and it's about 9.47 at night. I hope everyone is doing well. I can't believe that it is already the end of November. It has been busy here at Clever Hack. The weeks have flown by. We've got school, we've got work, we've got activities, we have travel. It's been crazy here, so hope you don't mind the uh, the lag in the uh, podcasting here. Everyone here at Clever Hack is doing pretty well. Um, right now, my daughter is a little bit sick, though. She's had a fever for the past week or so. Um, she's okay if you keep the fever down, but as soon as the fever goes up, she's a little lethar- lethargic and, and uh, things of that nature. She is right now at her dad's, and um, apparently her fever went back up tonight. So we have to take her. So I have to take her back to the doctor's tomorrow. So aside from that, everything's going well with her. She's doing great in school. She's having a great time in school. Um, had a conference with her teacher last week, and uh, she's gonna have a great report card. So I'm very, very excited. And she's doing all these activities after school, and she is just growing up to be this, you know, this this great little girl. So. Yes, um, I'm very proud of her, and I'm going to say that uh, I'm very proud of her accomplishments this year, and uh, there you go, there's my parental brag for the Club Hack podcast. Uh, Aside from that, we've got, (laughs) I guess I have work, and um, work has been busy, uh, they they keep me busy there, and um, of what I can talk to you about with it, actually what's happened in the past couple months is that I've taken on new responsibilities, and um, the the engine, the main engine of um, where I work right now is it's content. So I've taken some, some duties um, related to content and that's why I'm able to, to go to conferences now and I act as a subject matter expert for uh, information technology and technology issues. So that's kind of cool. Um, on the other side, I'm still doing development, I'm still doing web marketing and I'm fully invested in that. and. Um, for example, I've had a project launch in late August, which was very interesting. And there's another project of mine that's in the pipeline right now. It's the it, I, I don't have to do too much to it, but um, as it as it's getting ready for a launch, I will have to go back and and uh, do um, you know final touches and, and things of that nature. And um, in addition, I have a super uber cool project that's coming up. Um, I don't know how soon, but it's going to be really, really cool, and I'm really, really excited about it. So that's what's going on at work. Um, also, I'm doing uh, web marketing, um, AdWords. And I have this camp. I have two campaigns. One's making me look like a hero, and the other one's making me look like a zero. So I'm trying to uh, get over that. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's for different. Thi- I'm advertising for different things too. So there's different dynamics. And um, for for example, on one campaign. Those um, made-for-AdSense sites, the MFA sites, are really, really hurting me. On the other hand, for another campaign, they're helping. So I don't know. It's it's very AdWords is um, I don't say it's hard to administer, but you have to administer it to your audience, and you, and also it depends on what you're what you're advertising. So um, you know, advertising a product is way different than advertising, let's say, a service or. Um, or some sort of, you know, even recruiting kind of position. So, so yeah, so, so those are the interesting things at work. Aside from that, um, a, friend of, a friend of mine at work told me the other day, um, you know, it seems like your work is also your hobby joy. And I, I think that's true. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and, and riff on a couple of things. First and foremost, I'm going to riff on uh, ad tech, which is the 
conference that was in uh, New York, was it two weeks ago now? Early November. And ad tech is, is supposed to be advertising and technology being brought together. And this year's ad tech was huge, apparently. I hadn't been to the ones before, but there were 12,000 people at the uh, New York Hilton, and it was very busy. It was very, like, it was very claustrophobic inducing on the expo floor. I actually, I didn't realize it. I'd been so, like, I couldn't handle the crowd, but there had been, there were actually three floors of the expo, and I had only gotten through one. So, so there you go. But what, um, what I did there was that I stuck by the sessions and sat in them, and um, there were, there were a couple good sessions. It wasn't a overly technical conference. Again, it was like mostly marketing, and there were salespeople there, and, and, uh, so it made for an interesting crowd, but the interesting uh, sessions there at AdTech had to do, for me, of course, had to do with SEO, uh, SEM, and there was one very, very interesting um, um, uh, ad um, mash, advertising mashup session. The SEO sessions I have to talk to you about because I had this I'm with my people moment in this SEO session with uh, Bruce Clay and Dana Todd, and if you, you know, read like, um, any of the um, SEO websites, you would know who they are. Bruce Clay is a legend in SEO circles, and get, getting to see, see him speak was very, very interesting to me. And uh, in that session, I didn't. What I got out of it wasn't necessarily tips. I mean, there were a couple of good tips. Like Bruce Clay, he he puts his misspelled keywords in his made a keywords tag, which I thought was pretty interesting. But aside from that, it was just, just being there and um, having all the practices that I do and everything that I recommend be reinforced. Like these are best practices. So I felt really, really good. I was like, all right, you know, I'm doing, I'm on the, I'm on the right track with this SEO. Also in that, um, in that session, it was kind of interesting to hear Dana ta Todd talk about how she used to game like Altavista. I thought that was, you know, back in the day. So um, there's a, there were quite a few back in the day. Um, Reminiscences um, in that session, so it was it was good. It was it was it was really really good. Um, I'm glad I got to sit and through it. The other SEO session there um, was with a guy named Mike Graham, which um, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard of him prior to this um, conference, but um, he is I can safely say the guy's a character. So if you ever do get to see him, it would be it'd just be interesting just to sit there in the session. Um, but he talked about um, he he talked about the algorithms of search engines and how he knows these engineers and he was explaining how um, links work and having um, how you now can go around uh, like how PR doesn't matter anymore he had, he had an interview with Matt Cutts there that he had recorded um, and talk about how um, how getting links will uh, will you know uh, bring people you know uh, bring more authority to your site and stuff so it was interesting I, I guess it was more interesting for me to just to watch the guy who's in a very um, entertaining person to, to listen to um, speak. Um, the next session that was really, really interesting for me was the SV, um, was search engine marketing session. There was one um, that had um, examples from real world people and it was with um, people from HP, Circuit City, Discovery Store, and one the speaker who, who started off the session was Bill Tanser from Hitwise. And he's an analyst, he has a blog. Um, if you ever do get to see him speak in person, go ahead and do that. He just was like reeling out this, you know, factoids about um, uh, internet searches and like, for example, he says example of a prom dress and how searches for prom dresses actually spike in January and not like in March when prom season starts. And the reason why is because teen magazines have 
their prom season issues come out in January. And that's like a little interesting um, insight. So his big thing was, you know, paying attention to the whole marketplace and, and publicity and, and advertising, or not advertising, but listen to the chatter around your products and or services and um, advertise towards that. That's really what I got out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, don't pay attention, you know, don't allow your preconceived notions of seasonality take over your advertising. You know, also think about, yeah, um, it might be good to advertise snow shovels in December, but would it be better to, you know, advertise snow shovels maybe a little bit earlier when people are thinking about snow or, or you know, ideas ideas of that nature. But um, the reason why I like this session, aside from Bill Tanser, who I'd go and see speak again, is that the real-life examples of SEM um, from, you know, from HP, from Circuit City, from the Discovery Store. So, um, so yeah, it was good. It was interesting to hear. Um, one of the, uh, the big takeaways from that session was if you have a brand and you're advertising for a brand, don't um, necessarily rely on SEO. If you, like, let's say you got your, you know, first place in SEO, also buy your AdWords for your brand so people, first of all, don't hijack it, but secondly, um, so people see, you know, they're, so your, you know, a user on a search engine would be comforted, I guess, by seeing the brand, you know, number one for SEO, but also seeing your brand ad in SEM. They said, they gave out the stat of like 85%, if you have both SEO, first place SEO, or in the SERPs, and um, an ad on the same page, you get like 85% of that brand's traffic, which is um, a pretty interesting stat. Uh, aside from that, at, uh, at, at AdTech, the other thing, um, I want you guys to pay attention to a guy named Ian Schrager. Um, I saw him in an internet, uh, was an advertising mashup session. And he is not an internet marketer necessarily, but he's a, like an advertising guy. He's the guy who thought of the Google Sopranos map. He thought of that jilted um, life billboard. It was advertising for um, a show in court TV. And he just rocks like blogs and, and uh, conversations around and interactivity and stuff. And he is a guy to watch. I expect more interesting um, advertising uh, uh, ideas coming up from him and also in that session the advertising mashup session there was a guy named John Stitchway I, I'm not I want to totally kill the dude's name he works for Coke Coca-Cola and um, his uh, he, he was there sitting I don't say uncomfortably but he was trying to dance around the whole um, question of the EP bird um, Coke Mentos you know fountains I'm sure everybody uh, listening to this podcast has seen that and somebody asked him about it, and he's only been at Coke, the guy was only at Coke, Coke for like four months, and so he was like trying not to say, you know, we don't believe in interactive advertising, but he was like, I have no way of measuring interactive advertising, um, its effects, and him saying that was quoted on um, some blogs, and there's a little, I don't say mini firestorm, but there's a bunch of people saying, oh, Coke doesn't get it, blah, 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 and, um, and I don't think that's true. I think for traditional marketers, that they need some sort of metric to uh, to measure engagement, and um, and you know this poor guy from Coke was trying to say that, and people weren't listening. You know, I don't think people are listening. They're they're all into well, if you talk about it on a blog, it must be good, or you know, and I don't necessarily think that is. 
And um, the other thing from AdTech, riffing on, on this engagement question, is that people people have no idea what engagement really brings to a brand. I mean, they have this weird idea that maybe if they try a var, like something that's clever and viral and all that stuff, it'll work, but they're not sure. That's the meat. I that's the main thought that actually came out of there. Um, other observations from AdTech. Um, again, it was all marketing and salespeople, so it wasn't as technical. Um, the only really deeply technical session I actually went to that was super technical, was, or as technical as, as you're going to get, was um, a Microsoft Vista advertising opportunities um, session. And it was really short. It was on the last day, and I got to see Vista finally in person, and um, it was running off of someone's Mac, which was actually even funnier, but um, but yeah, um, there's going to be like new, uh, as I understood it, there's going to be like a new like programming layer with the, um, it's called like PFA or something, like programming file application or something, it's something like that, and the whole reason why it was even brought up in that session is because if you wanted to create a, like a interactive program, you have to do it on this um, on this layer rather than your traditional um, Windows application layer. As, that's as far as I understood it. I could be I could be totally wrong here, and I can't remember the acronym for, to save my life. But um, I thought that was interesting. I thought Windows um, I don't know if it had Arrow uh, enabled the version that I was seeing, but I thought it I thought it, I mean it looked like a step in the right direction. So so there you go. Um, last but not least about AdTech, um, I have to note that AdTech had um, after parties and you had to know somebody to get into them. And um, in, the, in the official um, AdTech program, however, there was um, two after parties, one on Monday night and one on Tuesday night um, advertised. And so the second night I thought, you know, I was with my, the, my coworker and we thought we'd go and we researched. We, for some reason, we needed to research where, where it was because we wanted to make sure um, we could get back from there because we weren't we weren't staying at the conference hotel, and uh, we go to look at the at the location and the after party. It was actually like some poker tournament or blackjack tournament. It was um, a gentleman's club, so that was awesome. <laughs> Finding that out, yes. So I'm glad we I'm so glad we didn't walk into that situation. So uh, so yeah, that was the exciting. Uh, I don't say conclusion, but they, that was the uh, that was one of my funny stories from AdTech there. So, aside from AdTech, um, I just want to talk about another thing that I've been doing or uh, delving into the past couple of months, which is um, going ahead and evaluating Web 2.0 uh, uh, websites. And as I've talked about earlier, I'm into this because I think there's a lot of good technology coming out. I see a lot of innovation, all this you know energy. Um, you know, out there in Silicon Valley, let's just say, um, that's, you know, arising around the web, and that's why I'm paying attention to it, but, um, but aside from that, you know, I've been seeing some pretty interesting technology recently, and just to bring you up, up to date, um, some of the more interesting te technology I've seen recently includes a site called Blueberry, and there's almost no vowels in there, and what Blueberry is, it's a site, it's like a community podcast site, it's not just a directory, you have to, like, you have to actually give a promo um, in your podcast, so please, Blueberry people, please think that this is a promo. But um, but the one thing I liked about the site is I thought the design was pretty good. Um, I really, really liked the execution of their site navigation banner. I thought like that is a site navigation banner that you can go ahead and um, 
you can go ahead and copy. I haven't seen that much traffic because obviously I haven't done a new podcast recently. But um, but yeah, that's what I really liked about the site. The other colors in the site are okay. Like the body, the body design is fine. Um, but I really, really did like that banner. So there's Blueberry, and um, after this podcast, I'll be able to tell you how much traffic one can get from there. The second podcast um, website that I've been somewhat um, giving feedback on is um, called Phone Show, and Phone Show is in private beta right now, and it is uh, it is right now being developed by two guys, and one's in Maine, and the other one's in New York, and um, yeah, the idea behind uh, Phone Show is that you go ahead and you can listen to a podcast on your phone and you sign up, you go to the phone show website, go ahead and sign up for the podcast that you want to listen to, the series as they call it on the phone show um, site, the series you want to go ahead and listen to and uh, you can set it so as a new podcast comes up you can get a text message, an SMS um, saying that there's a new text message and off of that text message once you get it when a new podcast comes there's a phone number um, in most you know uh, phones including my get a smartphone there can go ahead and uh, pick up the phone number off that off of that text message and you um, go ahead and, and dial that phone number and uh, listen to the podcast so I think it's it's interesting I was in the actually in the car the other day I was like wow if I had a little bit more time I could actually listen to a podcast on my phone so it's an intriguing concept it's gonna be very very interesting to watch the phone show grow it's really it's just two guys right now. So um, I'm interested in seeing the dynamics of, of, of seeing what happens, and um, I'm, I'm happy to have been able to give some feedback to them and give them a plug on, uh, Clever Hack, on this Clever Hack podcast. So uh, go ahead and try them out. Um, they, I think you'll have some fun with it. Uh, next, my blog log, which I've um, already done one my blog, um, hacking my blog log um, article, and I feel another one coming on. Uh, my blog log is basically a community building it enables you to build a community around your blog but how they actually started um, my blog log was that it was a really advanced um, like stats uh, web- website or blog site um, stats um, service and they built this um, community feature in and um, like I said in my hacking my blog log uh, uh, article or post it's very very interesting it's very very addictive to see people come and look at your site it's interesting to see the interactivity um, for me, I just I'm amused that I have, you know, VCs from you know Silicon Valley now reading my blog. Like, interesting. That's really really interesting. So, um, and I have people you know from around the world now reading my blog because they saw it on my blog log. And I have se- I am seeing a substantial jump in traffic from my blog log. I'm also seeing um, increased not just blog lines subscriptions, but Rojo. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if it's um, some sort of demographic thing, but um, I, I, it, like my Rojo subscriptions have um, actually increased by about I say like 20% since I'm um, playing around on my blog blog. So I like that, and uh, I encourage all of my uh, technical readers who aren't already involved in my blog blog to join. I think you'd like it, um, and I think there's I think another thing I like about it is that it gives you a voice in. And people are interested in what you're, li- you know, and what you're reading and what you're writing, and um, and yeah, it gives you extra exposure for your blog. 
next, um, I just want to mention that I am playing around with two other sites, or I started playing around with two other sites. One is Mevo, which is that website you can sign into without having to sign on to different um, instant messaging services, and I have the Mevo widget on my blog, but I don't, I get the utility, I, I get the idea of the utility that you can go ahead and sign into a Mevo webpage and then, you know, be, you know, connected to whatever IM um, service. But the one thing I don't like about it is that I can't not, you know, like, to use that Mebo widget, I have to be signed into Mebo, and the only way I can sign into Mebo, as far as I understand it, is to be on that web on that web page. So that's the, that's the one thing I don't like about it. I wish I could use my IM client to connect to Mebo so people can talk to me natively. So, and, um, oh, also Twitter, twitter.com, it's just basically, uh, and an IRC channel. I mean, that's the best thing I get. It's pretty fine. You have a little profile, and there's people across the world, and there's, you know, like the, the usual cutting edge crowd um, involved in it. It's just a, basically a one public IRC channel. That's all it is. That's really all it is. So, but it's interesting to see. So, and there's some cute guys on it. So, yeah, keep my, you know, interest up. So, uh, aside from that, I think I'm going to go ahead and end the Clever House podcast, mostly because my heater is threatening to, uh, to, it's now kicking in, and if you hear that, it sounds like a jet engine probably, so, uh, I apologize for that. But, for, but before I end, um, I just want to say, if you are one of those people who are running a, or starting up a Web 2.0 site, and you want to get some feedback on design, on user use, on usability, on information architecture, on, um, SEO, um, feel free to go ahead and email me at blog at cleverhack.com. I'm more than happy to give you feedback. I enjoy doing it. I always learn. Every site that I, I look at, um, I always learn something. So I enjoy doing it. I do get something out of it. So, so you know, please um, go ahead, email me. And um, with that, I'm going to end the Cleverhack podcast. You can go ahead and send Butterball Turkeys to blog at cleverhack.com. And I look forward to seeing you again um, somewhat sooner than, uh, or seeing you, but talking to you again somewhat sooner than, uh, uh, than three months. Thanks and bye.